is everybody doing tonight on this new supermoon in Aquarius? We're going to take just a moment for everyone to get the notification that we are here. And I'm going to try to, I want you to be able to see my incense burner tonight because it's one of those waterfall incense burners. It's really cool. And I want you to be able to see it, but I also don't want it like literally right in my face because that smoke can be intense. So maybe I'll back us up just a little bit more than usual tonight. And I'll quit knocking this over and over. <laughs> I think I'm going to put that more towards uh, the window here. So we'll just, I just don't want it to be right in my face. Maybe we'll do it over here. All right. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Amy. Just going to wait maybe one more minute for everyone to catch up and Get the notifications that we are here. I'll gather all of my materials, things for the moon, elements for our moon circle. So Lisa says she's doing really good with the moon. Amy, how are you doing with the moon? How's everybody doing with the moon? I'm feeling really good, really good today. Of course, I'm an air sign. So I, um, Libra, so I tend to vibe with the airy moons and we've got a lot going on with this moon. Jupiter's in a sextile to this moon and I'm very Sagittarius ruled. I have a Sagittarius, um, stellium in my birth chart. So I, even though I don't have Sagittarius in my big three, um, I have three signs in Sag. So I'm feeling that Jupiter growth and excitement and positivity just feels like it's time to do things differently, to shift direction. Take a little drink here. I don't know. The energy feels like I'm taking a deep breath, like taking a deep breath finally into 2023. And it hasn't been like that up until now. I feel like with these planets in retrograde, especially Mercury and Mars being retrograde together. That was a bit crazy. And now that everything's going more direct, I'm feeling that energy of like, whew, shake it off, let it go, move forward, learn the lessons. Amy says lots of emotions spilling out with this moon. You sound like my husband who's been kind of emotional and watery with this moon. Um, and you're a water sign, you know, and even though this, this is not a water moon it is the sign of the water bearer which is the pouring of the waters whether that be emotion or um other energies so yeah it's an interesting time to express it's a really good time to be emoting and processing emotions and making space because you know our sacral chakra our second energy center it's responsible for emotional processing but it's also responsible for creativity and our pleasure center and our hobbies and so, you know, getting rid of some of these emotions and just releasing them, that's going to help you um, create space for other things. And I know that you've got some things that 
you want to move that creative energy towards. So yeah, this is the clearing out. This is the making space that you need to do. And speaking of to do, if you're on my email list, by the way, um, my email is uh, getting there. It should be sent out to you either tonight or tomorrow. I had every intention to send it out last night, and then my body was just saying, rest. This new super moon was really impacting me, and I was feeling the need to rest and relax. And I'm not kidding. I slept so hard last night. I slept for six hours straight and just didn't even wake up. So I know that I needed that rest. And then this morning, I started to work on the newsletter and the writing and everything. But uh, I uh, bought a new car today, and that took up a lot of my time. And so I um, have updated the website with just the moon musings and the astrology of Aquarius and Aquarius season. But I uh, will finish writing about the tarot tonight. And then hopefully you'll get your newsletter either tonight or you'll wake up to it in your inbox tomorrow. So thanks for your patience with that because I do uh, plan to get everything out to you. I just have not had the time and the space. And it's been a busy week. You know, it's the first of the year and I own a yoga studio in addition to all of these things that I do. And you might have seen in your inbox or through social media, I'm in the middle of launching a Conscious Creatress again. I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of our transmission tonight. Um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of things. And we're leading this free 28-day manifestation journey as well if you're signed up for that. If you haven't, vinalinae.com slash 28 days. Uh, you can sign up for that. And pretty much if you click on my moon musings or my astrology, you'll find it pop up as well. Or it should pop up before you try to leave your browser anyway. I'm my I'm a one-woman show with my business as we speak. And um, the tech stuff, I, I do my best. And I'm pretty sure I have a pop-up there advertising that free 28-day journey. But who knows? Who knows if it's actually uh, happening. So anyway, just really busy and you know trying to fit everything in. Um, with a careful groove of balancing time with my family and with my son and, you know, for myself as well. And that's been really important to me. So, you know, now I've got the time to work on getting everything out to you. So thank you. Thank you for your patience. Um, Amy said, yes, she has a photography show um, that surfaced this week. So yeah, see creativity, like literally creativity. Um, and it's really interesting because Venus is going to move from Aquarius into Pisces on the 26th. So by next week, you know, we're really going to be in that creative fluid flow of the cosmic artist, the sign of Pisces, uh, with Venus, the sign of beauty and Venusian things and the feminine. So perfect, perfect energy for you to be aligning with, you know, and I talk about the new moon about new moons, you know, whether, no matter what sign the moon is in, when we're in a new moon, we're in a darker time, you know, you can't really see as well outside that affects our um, sleep cycles and our circadian rhythm. We operate by sunlight, whether you realize it or not. It, it's why people go through seasonal depression when it's darker times and more wintry, darker times. Um, but the new moon itself, because it's a darker time, it makes us feel more low frequency. We also have the effect of Earth's gravity being stronger during a new moon portal, pulling us down a little bit more. We're not incredibly heavier. You know, you might not even be one pound heavier, but you're going to feel that subtle difference in your body because we're made up mostly of water. So we really sense energetic shift and change. We're pulled down to the earth more, which means we're pulled into our earthly human experience. And sometimes the human experience is really emotional. It's it's kind of a it's kind of an emotional drag most of the time or maybe we really feel our 
earthly human body and the aches and the pains and discomforts. Like I've had a shoulder neck thing going on right here like all day today. And that's probably because I slept really, really hard, really connected to gravity last night. But yeah, we really feel our bodies. We really feel what we're going through physically, energetically, emotionally. But it's because we need to connect. We need to not dissociate, not numb. We need to tune into how we feel and we need to process all of that. And in fact, all of that resting, that sleeping, that stillness, that meditating, those are things where we actually move all of those emotions after we've um, processed them through our sacral chakra. We're moving them through our root chakra. We're actually eliminating them and detaching from them completely. So this is a really good time. New moon portals are a really good time to tap into how you are feeling and process all of that emotion. Just allow it to move through. And I always say, you know, if anything, just sit and breathe with it or lie and breathe with it or sleep on it or meditate with it. But take time in stillness with it so that you can really process it and let it go. Now, before we go any further into our new moon circle, now that we know a little bit about new moons, let's actually bring in our five elements tonight, and then we will go further. And I'm actually going to bring in uh, our first earth element. I'm going to bring in a little bit of Palo Santo tonight. This is a smudging cone, and this Palo Santo represents things that are dead, but also still give us value. Things from the past that are no longer growing are no longer serving growth, but are still serving us in a positive way. What do I mean by that? Well, Palo Santo resin is collected from trees that have been dead for several years, usually seven years or more. There's something about that amount of time. There's some sort of chemical reaction that takes place with the resin. It makes it more potent at that time. So if you're harvesting Palo Santo from live trees, it's not going to be effective. And if you're harvesting it from trees that haven't been dead for a while, that they haven't served all of their other ecological purposes in their ecosystem. You know, when things die, they break down. They're food for other parts of our earth and other parts of our, um, you know, world and our little critters and, and animals and maybe whatever else. But once it serves that purpose, many, many years down the road, we harvest the resin. And at that point, it is very cleansing. It um, It's very purifying when it is combined with the element of fire. Now, this particular new moon is the first new moon of the lunar year, meaning it's the first lunar cycle of 13 lunar cycles, or it's the first moon of 13 moons, the first new moon of 13 new moons. This is the ultimate new beginnings. Maybe you kind of consider January 1st the beginning of the year and the letting go of 2021, 2022, 2020 even, and that's fine. But right now with this new moon, we're really cosmically aligned to a officially let go of everything from the past and move forward. Now, why do I say 2021 and 2020? Well, with this particular new moon, Saturn is now moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius. Saturn was in Capricorn in 2020. Now it's shifting to a different energy. So not only are we letting go of last year of 2022, but we're also letting go of the past two years, pretty much 2020, 2021, and 2022. 
hallelujah, who's ready to let go of the past two years? <laughs> who's ready for a different energy? But my point being that we're letting go of a lot more than what's just recent. And so we probably need a more potent energy for deeper release and deeper cleansing. So Palo Santo is a great energy to work with, but please make sure that you are sourcing it from sustainable, ethical places, from good, positive, you know, places, because Unfortunately, a lot of these things, these smudging materials, crystals, you know, sometimes these things are harvested from places that are not ethical or not sustainable and we don't realize it and we're supporting that practice. And if we're going to be using Earth's elements for purification, if we're using them in ceremony, if we're using them with positive intention, then we want to make sure that they're sourced with positive energy as well. So I always make sure that I source my smudging materials, including my Palo Santo, from places that I know are getting it in an ethical and sustainable way. So that side note away, we're going to combine this with the element of fire. And this is our second element. You know, fire is specific to our planet. We have to have a certain amount of, you know, air and, and gas and all of these chemicals take place to produce this energy. So this is absolutely an element we'd want to bring into our circle tonight. It's also good to bring in a lot of fire with the new moon because with the new moon, we are moving into, you know, darkness. And so we want to produce as much light as possible. And so with that, I think as this um, smudge starts to move, and I think I will pull it back. Maybe I can back up a little bit and then I can back this up because I really want you to see what starts to happen here. And then as that starts to happen, I'm going to grab a candle. I've actually got one right here. And we're just going to add a little additional light to our circle tonight because we're in this dark new moon. Place that there as well. That can kind of draw your attention to the smoke. And it's going to take a moment, but you're going to see this smoke start to move down like a waterfall. It's already starting to happen, right? And the reason that I'm doing this is because we're in this energy of Aquarius. And Aquarius is an air sign but many times mistaken for a water sign because she is the sign of the water bearer, because she's called Aquarius, because she has the word aqua in her name. So why not utilize that flow of airy energy and bring in one of these flow diffusers? I don't remember what these are actually called, water, waterfall diffusers, right? And this is going to let us waterfall incense burners. And this is going to let everything move down. So this just goes to show you that air can be incredibly expansive, right? I still have all of this smudging smoke coming up, moving out of the top of the smudging uh, cone. But it's also moving in a very contained, organized fashion down the incense burner. So it's going in both directions right now, and that's very symbolic of air and how we can utilize it. So I'm actually going to take a feather. This also represents air energy. Again, we're in an air moon, and I'm just going to fan a little bit of this to you. 
so that you can receive the purifying smoke. I'm also going to fan it to me. It kind of went to me already, but we'll just fan it on over. And I'm just going to do a little circle there with that smoke. Same to you. Moving the smoke in a counterclockwise direction to release energy. And then my window is open as well, so the smoke will start to move over that way as well. But notice how even when I fan this, see how the smoke is still flowing in that organized fashion. So we can control this smoke. We can control the air, we can control the wind, we can control our thoughts. We can control the chaos. All right, so I'm just gonna let that continue to burn. And I actually wanna bring in just a few more earthly elements, and I'm actually going to come around to you a little bit closer so that you can see these. So the first element I suggest working with right now is amethyst. I'm gonna bring that up pretty close so you see the purple in it. This amethyst has little flecks of gold in it. It's really beautiful. You can see those purple, purple sheens coming through from the lighting. Amethyst is great for our third eye. It is also a zodiac gem birthstone for Aquarius. So to enhance Aquarius energy or to enhance some of these um, upper chakras. Remember, we're in this new moon pulled down into the lower chakras. So maybe we want to uplift our frequency, kind of air ourselves out, maybe lift up our feelings, and you might want to work with amethyst. Also, if you just want to have a more open mind, open your third eye chakra, amethyst is good for doing that. You can meditate lying down with the amethyst on your third eye, sleep with it under your pillow, or just hold it in your hands while you're meditating. I also have garnet, and I have two forms of garnet. Just because garnet is a stone, that's also a zodiac birthstone for Aquarius. So garnet has kind of a really dark blood red sheen to it. And it's usually got some lines or jaggedness through it as well. That's one form of it. Here's another form of it. A little bit more red in that one. Garnet works with our heart chakra. Aquarius is a very heart-centered energy. I mentioned that it's an air sign. It works with air energy, and our air element is found in our heart chakra. It's our heart and our lungs. You know, we're moving into a time when respiratory health is challenged. This is a good time to really be enhancing heart chakra. So again, with our garnet, you can meditate lying down with that right on your heart. You can meditate with it underneath maybe like your mattress if you, or maybe if you have like a padded mattress pad underneath the mattress pad where you're not really feeling it. Or you could simply hold it in your hands, which are an extension of your heart chakra while you meditate. Carry it around in a little pocket. Or women who wear bras, I usually wear like sports bras or bralettes. You could still put a crystal in there if you wanted to keep it really close to your heart. Garnet also helps support heart energy as in being open-hearted. So we use the amethyst to be more open-minded. We use the garnet to be more open-hearted. Aquarius is the sign of the cosmic humanitarian. 
And so we want that open-hearted energy. I want to move this light just so you can see the rest of this flowing through. Finally, because we have that word aqua, aquamarine. And I think aquamarine, again, just like Aquarius energy is mistaken to be a water sign, aquamarine is sometimes assumed to be the aquamarine color or turquoise color. It's not. It's more of a creamy, milky white color. Sometimes it has hues of gray in it. Look how shiny that is. Look at the energy reflecting off that aquamarine. So tiny yet powerful crystal. Aquamarine is incredibly healing. It's an incredibly healing stone on all levels. So maybe you're looking to heal physically in this next year. Maybe you're looking to heal energetically and emotionally. Maybe you're looking to heal your chakra imbalances. Maybe you're looking to heal financially. Maybe you're looking to heal spiritually. Maybe you have wounds around religion or spirituality. Maybe you're looking to heal your witch wounds, things that challenge your gifts and the things that you were blessed with and your intuitions. You need healing Use some aquamarine right now because Aquarius energy is all about new beginnings and all about open, expansive potential, infinite potential. You know, think about air. Air is expansive. It can't be contained. It can be manipulated, but it cannot be contained. So, our energy, when it comes to healing, is infinite. It cannot be contained, and we have the power to direct it or manipulate it towards complete balance, complete harmony, complete peace. All right. I gotta take a cough with all this Palo Santo everywhere. <coughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> you know, I mentioned I bought a new car today. And I was at the dealership for a few hours. And <laughs> I have no doubt I need to be cleansed <laughs> after peeing at the car dealership today. I got to I got to clear some air. <laughs> and the smoke always goes where it needs to go, by the way. <laughs> Just makes me laugh. All right, so we have these energies of earth, fire, wind, and smoke with this smudging smoke, and also water. Now, I have a smudging spray. Now, this smudging spray is a sage spray, just basic sage, but it's a tincture and spray that was created and charged under every full moon of 2020. We all know how 2020 was. And now with this energy of Saturn shifting from 2020, moving from Capricorn into now 2023, moving into Aquarius, we're going to really let go of the past few years, okay? Counterclockwise direction to me, counterclockwise direction to you. 
that will help to cleanse the smoke, by the way. And this is a great way to smudge if you can't light up fire, if you can't light up smoke, because sometimes the smoke gets really powerful. You can use a smudging spray, or maybe you just need to cleanse the air after the smoke burns. You can also use the spray there. So in addition to the smudging spray, I have a couple of oils I would suggest working with tonight, essential oils. Aromatherapy is always great to use to bring in the power of our elements, but it's also great to use during an airy moon. When we're utilizing aromatherapy, we're bringing in the power of air and water, kind of like this Aquarius energy. So I start by suggesting green mandarin. Why green mandarin? Well, in addition to this being Chinese, or sorry, I gave it away, Lunar New Year, it's Chinese New Year. And Chinese New Year is all about luck and fortune and new beginnings. And green mandarin is also about luck and fortune and new beginnings. Do you ever notice how oranges were incorporated a lot of time into winter things or things around the Christmas time? That's because around New Year or Chinese New Year, oranges symbolize fortune and abundance and luck. And guess what they're related to? Sacral chakra, water energy, creativity, right? So when we, and, and pleasure, pleasure, right? Joy and pleasure. So green mandarin can help to enhance fortune and luck and also enhance that sacral chakra. I suggest either diffusing it or, you know, maybe you um, throw like a drop in your bath. It smells so good. It's different than wild orange. It's different. It has a, like a tartness to it. Um, you could also... Uh, maybe utilize it with some sort of roller, essential oil roller that's diluted with a carrier oil or make a little room spray out of it just with water and maybe like just a couple of drops of alcohol or witch hazel. By the way, if you like these little common recipes I share in the previous circle when we had our full moon in Cancer, I shared how to make a smudging spray exactly. So if you're curious how to actually make a smudging spray, how to take sage leaves and create this from dried sage leaves, then go back and listen to my full moon circle in Cancer if you haven't. But yeah, if you wanna make just a room spray or like a linen spray or a car spray, you wanna take just, I don't know, maybe 15 to 30 drops of oil. I wouldn't even say 30. I would say about 15 to 20 drops of an essential oil of choice, maybe, a dropper full or I would say somewhere around I'm not good at measuring guys so like maybe like a teaspoon of alcohol and uh, 90% if you can um, or the 70% if you have it or witch hazel and then the rest with water just give it a little shake every time you use it why the alcohol or witch hazel well it's a little bit of a preservative natural preservative so you don't get like mold and mildew to grow because this is a um, plant product in water and just water gets exposed to air and it can grow things but also um, it helps to disperse the molecules of the oil and break them up a little bit better so you're not wasting as much oil per spray it's really breaking it up into kind of like a hydrosol so there's your little practical magic tip we are going to do a chanting practice tonight as well but that's how you make a room spray or a essential oil liquid spray now in addition to your 
green mandarin. I would also suggest using lemon, especially if you're feeling a little stuck, a little down right now, a little like you need to get going towards t making change or taking action. Lemon awakens the senses. Lemon is the oil of focus as well. So it's, oh, it's, not, it's not the oil of focus. Rosemary is the oil of focus. I can't think what lemon is the oil of, but it connects you to awakening your senses. <laughs> I know that. Can't think right now. Um, however, it will wake you up. So it's going to get you naturally going. By the way, lemon is a great way to um, stop drinking like coffee or energy drinks if you drink those for a pick-me-up. If you switch to even smelling lemon or just having like a drop or two in a hot glass of water like a lemon tea, um, it can help you get that same effect, that energetic boost that you get from caffeine. So it's a great way to shift your habits. It works with your solar plexus energy, which is where you create your habits, you shift your routine, and you have the willpower and empowerment to make change and show up to a better version of yourself. You know, this is 2023. It's a seven year, two plus two plus three is seven. Seven is about evolution. It's about becoming an entirely different version of yourself. So if you are trying to make true change from your core center, you might want to utilize lemon in your life right now, especially with this new moon. Finally, clary sage. Clary sage, again, is great for third eye. It's great for awakening your intuition and just helping you to see things more clearly as we move into a new year or a new lunar cycle or these next 13 moons we want to be able to see clearly we want to be able to embrace the idea of change we want to be able to see our past clearly and figure out where we want to go in our future we want to be able to see our future clearly we want to have a clear idea of our dreams down to the very details of how we will feel once they become true and we want to know those details so strongly that we can feel those feelings now when we imagine it in our mind but it's hard to imagine things it's hard to open up to possibility that we haven't experienced or even hold faith in our dreams if we don't have that open third eye chakra so clary sage you could literally combine this with a carrier oil and anoint your third eye or you could diffuse it, especially when you're sleeping or meditating, or maybe you just carry it around and smell it from the bottle. That's what I like to do. It has a pretty strong scent, so I like to utilize it um, just kind of straight from the bottle with the lid on for most of the time. Now, I want to take note that if you're pregnant, you don't want to use clary sage unless you're like, ready to have your baby because it can cause uterine contractions. Clary sage is also good to use during birth, during labor and birth, because it can help with all of that. Um, but you don't want to use it if you're early on in your pregnancy, because you certainly don't want to have uterine contractions when it's not time to have them when it's too early. So, you know, just be aware of using clary sage at different times, but otherwise really great oil to enhance and open up your mind. Again, really great to use with amethyst during meditation. 
Whew, all right, so in addition to that kind of water, maybe you just have more water right now. When we're in airy energy, we can tend to dry out more. It's winter time in most places for people, and you might have drier skin than normal. You might just have some respiratory challenges. So you want to keep your throat lubricated. And also, the more hydrated you are, the more your energy flows. Um, you know, as within, so without. So when you are moving your lymphatic system well, when you are moving your kidneys well, when your bladder is working right, when you have your circulation moving well, your blood flow, you know, when everything's flowing properly, the energy flows as well. So I challenge you, if there was any change that you make during this new moon, because most of us need to make this change, it's to stay more hydrated. Drink more water. Now, yes, I know, I'm drinking tea. I'm drinking green tea right now. I'm drinking a combination of Chinese green tea and lemon ginger green tea. And I've been drinking this all day, to be honest, minus the cappuccino I had at the car dealership today. But green tea helps us to detox and it's also really soothing to my energy. And so I'm allowing this to be my water, but you know, this is like the fourth or fifth time I've watered it down. So it's more water than tea now, but yes, please take in more water during this new moon and let that be a commitment throughout this entire lunar cycle. And then it will become a natural thing you do. You'll stay more hydrated throughout this whole entire year. and. If we all drank more water, my goodness, how our lives would come together, right? I'm just saying, just my opinion. All right, so finally, the fifth element is the ether. It's actually this digital space that we're connecting to. We connect in this space because it moves beyond the dimension of time. doesn't matter if you're tuning into the replay or not. You're going to feel the same kind of energy. Also, this moves beyond dimension of space. So all of these elements I brought in tonight, these crystals I brought up close to you, this candle I've lit to bring some extra light into your life, this Palo Santo smoke I've used to help purify us tonight, the um, water from the smudging uh, spray, you know, you're receiving all of this energy and you're going to receive all of the energy from the transmission tonight because we're in the ether. This is why I prefer to do these circles here in the digital space instead of somewhere else because I reach more potential. Every time somebody tunes into this transmission, the energy of the transmission is enhanced. So imagine what this energy will be like a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, when people tune into this transmission, because they will for whatever reason, and the energy just grows stronger and stronger. I even say to you sometimes, you know, I challenge you, you know, listen to one of these moon circles and then go back and listen to it again, like six months from now, you know, six months from now, go back and listen to the, um, new moon in Aquarius transmission when we're in the full moon in Aquarius. Or right now, go back to my YouTube or go back to my website and go listen to the new moon in Aquarius, the circle from last year. The energy is going to feel different. It's going to feel more powerful. It's a really interesting thing, the ether. So that is our fifth element, and that's the final element that we're bringing into our circle tonight. 
By the way, I just realized that I never introduced myself tonight, and that's because most of you live, I've, I know, although I have seen some names pop on that I haven't recognized. So I just want to say really briefly, especially if you're tuning into the replay, you know, welcome. <laughs> welcome to my space. Welcome to this circle. You know, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess. I'm an intuitive and emotional alchemist, a channeler of the divine. I've been hosting these new moon and full moon circles for several years now, for about four to five years now, really consistently for about three years now, off and on, most moon circles I'm able to show up. Um, there's been the occasional full moon or new moon I can't, but for the most part, I show up here and I always do these for free because I want to provide a little bit of insight to you about what's going on with the moon, with the cosmos, how to connect to that energy, how to utilize it to support yourself, to support your dreams, to support more energetic alignment and attunement. And I do them through the ether because it's the most powerful space that I can connect. So I welcome you if you are new, if you are old, if you're somewhere in between. I'm so excited that you're here learning about the moon. I was once in your shoes if you're new to this. I was once the person tuning into other people's moon circles, and I still tune into other people's moon circles on replay just to see how other people are interpreting the energy, just to get new insights and ideas on how I can utilize the energy to my best advantage as well. So that's who I am. That's where we are. That's what we're doing tonight. Tonight in particular, we are going to talk about Aquarius energy, this Aquarius new moon. We're also going to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon. We'll also do a chanting practice and a mantra or affirmation practice tonight. And we are going to invite in the guides and guardians of the five directions. Now, I'm not going to release the five guardians tonight simply because I don't feel like we need to yet. I think that we need these guides and guardians with us at least through this first lunar cycle. So when we come around again to the new moon in Pisces, at that point, I will release the guides and guardians. But you can certainly release them if you'd like. I just like to invite them in and let them stay here and come and go as they please with us throughout this first lunar cycle of the year. So with that being said, I'm going to say a short prayer welcoming in these guides and guardians officially into our circle just to help us interpret all of the energy that we're navigating right now. You can close your eyes if it's safe for you to do so. Otherwise, you can simply breathe and just tune in with me. I start with this deep breath and I welcome in the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air. With this airy new moon in Aquarius, bringing us in fresh breaths, new beginnings, and also deep exhales of letting go, the letting go of what doesn't serve anymore, the letting go of these past two years, the letting go of the past, you know, new moons, they bring in that upon it energy, the energy at the bottom of the breath. And so we use these exhales to our advantage for deep release tonight with this new moon as we invite in and create space for what's to come. And we thank the guides and guardians of the East with the element of air for being in our circle tonight. 
We also invite in the guides and guardians of the south with their element of fire, utilizing extra fire with our own ability to create the spark, igniting more flames with all the darkness around, finding our internal fires as well, our internal solar plexus energy, the fire of drive to change, to create new habits, to show up to ourselves, the fires of boundary setting. Something that we definitely need to do as we move forward into a new year towards new goals and new intentions. The fires that burn away things with ease and transform. Maybe we're transforming ourselves as we move into this year of the number of seven evolution. We invite in fire to serve us in whatever way we need, igniting our heart's fires and desires as well. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, purifying us, cleansing us, preparing us for what's ahead by washing away what's old. Also helping us to tune into the concept of time, also related to water, helping us to not get so caught up in the future, but presently feeling how we want to feel in the future, knowing that it will all happen in the future with ease if we simply feel it now. By feeling it now, we believe in it now. We don't connect to our past and what happened before. We simply breathe into the now. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the element of water and the West for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth, all of these earthly elements we brought in, the crystals, the fire, the smudging materials, the Palo Santo, the smudging spray, the water, the plants, the aromatherapy, the essential oils, ourselves, our human body, this human experience, this earthly moon that's only relative to our earthly planet. We also invite in the energy of our ancestors, those who have walked this earth before us, the ancestors that are ahead in our bloodline, the family that's waiting to come, waiting and guiding us from the other side. We thank all of the guides and guardians of the North and the element of Earth for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we invite in the guides and gui guardians. I want to call it Ga sometimes. It's like this Ma, Pa, Ga, Gaia. It's the energy of the ether. It's the energy beyond our planet. It's the energy of source. It's the energy of cosmic races and beings watching down over us, guiding us. It's the energy of other realms like angels and archangels and deities and gods and goddesses, protectors, spirit animals, things that we may not even be able to imagine, but we know that their energies are here, yet to be discovered. And as we feel them now, we thank the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the Akash, the ether, for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is officially, officially open. Mm -hmm. 
And by the way, welcome to everyone here live. If you need to utilize this chat, I saw some of you saying hi to each other earlier, but if you need to utilize this chat for questions, for comments, for anything that you need to bring word and voice to, please do. This is a casual space. You're here in the corner of my office in my home. We're having a casual chat about the moon, but I'm letting you know what's going on in the process because we need a little insight sometimes. We need to know what's going on in the world. Why are people acting the way that they are? And in the spirit of Aquarius, you know, tuning into astrology and tuning into the moon, maybe one or both or the other, can be a great way to view things from a different perspective. Take things in from a different point of view. Think outside the box. Think beyond this planet, beyond this human experience. Because I promise you, the more you tune into the stars, the more sense this earthly human experience makes. <laughs> it's crazy, but it does. So let's talk about Aquarius energy. Shout out to any of my Aquarius is on the transmission, by the way. If you are in Aquarius sun, moon, rising, put it in the comments if you... Have Aquarius in your chart dominating your chart in any way, your north node, something like that, your Chiron. Let me know. Put it in the chat. Aquarius is the sign of the water bearer, meaning that she pours from her vessel. And sometimes mistaken as a water sign, it's an air sign because the water that she pours is her intellect. It's her knowledge, her wisdom, her story. She's sometimes known as the cosmic storyteller. And she, stare, she shares her story in order to make change, in order to inspire, in order to motivate. Because she's also sometimes known as the alien of the Zodiac. She's kind of not from this world. She's from another place or feels that way. She's very interested in the human experience, very interested in how humankind interacts. And... She shares these stories, usually of both her accounts and others, in order to help people relate to one another, to find more common ground, to find more bonds within each other, to find more empathy with each other. We always find deeper understanding with each other when we share our personal stories. I, um, I think about these past two years, you know, again, like Saturn has moved from Capricorn, which happened in 2020, now into Aquarius. So we're moving from, you know, really hard karmic life lessons, decision making around that to more of reflections on how we move forward or how we have moved forward in the past and how that's helped us grow for the better. And also, you know, using our stories about our past to make better change. It's all about evolution. And I think about these past two years with, you know, the big C and the big V, <laughs> the big VX. And a lot of times I've um, received criticism for my choices around that. But when I share a story that, my father was harmed by the pharma industry, that my, farm, my, my father was literally given HIV because of pharma, because of his life-saving medication. My dad had hemophilia, 
had to have his blood clotting factor in order to survive. And in the 80s, it was made from human blood and was not tested for HIV and AIDS. And unfortunately, my dad received HIV in the early 80s at a time when it was a very scary time to have AIDS. And a lot of assumptions were made about people with AIDS. And because of that injury by pharma, and yes, he received money from a lawsuit settlement, but because of that, I don't trust them. I don't trust pharma. I don't trust what they put in their, in their stuff that we put in our bodies. And I've been damaged by pharma personally from my birth control. I've ended up having to have my gallbladder out as a direct side effect. And it was on the packaging of the birth control I took that it was a possible side effect. Gallbladder disease. Now I don't have gallbladder. You know, I've had personal experiences that make me make the choices I make. We're in the sign of the storyteller. Telling our stories has a much better impact than simply indoctrinating somebody, than shoving fact or accounts down their throat or whatever it is, data, stats, numbers. And those things are so important. But what connects to heart, talking about heart chakra and this air energy, is story. So we're moving into the age of Aquarius. We moved into that in 2020, but now with Saturn also now in Aquarius, for the next couple of years, we're really going to feel inspired to connect to each other's heart chakras, to get more empathetic with one another, to be more heart to heart and want to listen and want to open up and be more open-minded as well. Sometimes I refer to Aquarius energy as the cosmic alien or the alien of the zodiac because they think differently. They think outside the box. They think, you know, they kind of put things upside down or, or shift perspective or inspire others to do that as well. And they are an energy that needs to do things differently. They don't like to be stagnant. You know, air is expansive. It's always moving. It's always blowing and moving around. And so if you've ever met an Aquarius, they're all over. They're very flighty. Shout out to all my Aquariuses. Love you. Because you inspire me to make more swift decisions as an air sign in a Libra that's always like weighing out the options. Aquarius is just like, let's do it. Let's go. Very spontaneous energy. And they're always doing different things all the time. And they drop things at a hat at a moment's notice. They're into one thing. They're really into it. They're really into it. And then they're not. And it's no big deal. They're not really emotionally attached to the letting go. They just move on. And they get excited about the next thing. It's the excitement of the next thing that keeps them fueled and keeps them going. Amy says she's a total fan of Aquarius people. Yeah. I mean, like... Shout out again to my Aquariuses, but as a Libra, it's, it's and I'll also I'll just say my moon is in Capricorn. I need a little bit more stability. <laughs> I try to be spontaneous, and I am, but I need that stability as well. Um, yeah, they're just very excited about the human experience and all they can take in in the time that they have here on this planet and what that what what you know planet Earth and the human experience has to offer. So they're all over the place all the time. And when we're in this energy, we can also be all over the place with our emotions, with our decisions, or inability to make decisions, or where we want to go, or what we want to do, or what changes we want to make. So don't be surprised if you're a little flighty right now. But also don't be surprised if that leads you into finding new and exciting interests. 
So the cosmic alien of the zodiac kind of from the outside looking in says, hey, hey humans, I know you tend to think that this human experience is a drag, but oh my gosh, look at this planet you're on. Look at all you can do. Look at all you can learn. Air energy is about the intellect as well. Aquarius energy loves culture, loves to learn, loves to figure things out on their own as well. So they like to fulfill their mind with a lot of things to think about. And that's also why they switch into a lot of different, like they're constantly switching gears on their hobbies, their interests, their career path, because they like learn something and they learn it with a lot of ease. They're very, they're very mind forward and they tend to learn easily, but then they get kind of bored with it and they're like, well, time to move on to the next thing because I'm like over that and I've learned that and I'm done. So you might be feeling the same way right now, but that's good because change is good and evolution is good and you never know where you can end up if you just open yourself up to that spontaneous possibility, right? Aquarius new moons always arrive on Lunar New Year. It is the true new beginning. If you work with the moon, if you work to manifest with the moon or work towards your goals with the moon or change habits with the moon, I promise you that this is your January 1st. This is your Lunar New Year. This is the time for you to move forward and start making those changes. And if you stick to that kind of pattern throughout the next 13 moons, it's going to get a lot easier to both let go and open up and receive what's to come. So Aquarius, this air energy, always invites us into that potential to say, hey, you got a whole new year ahead, 13 new lunar cycles to work with, embrace these possibilities of change. Now let's go back to this heart energy, this air air energy, air element. Aquarius also pours her waters, pours from her heart, not only her stories and, you know, how she feels about all of it, but also she pours whatever else she has to give. Philanthropy, seva, service, charity. Maybe it is money. Maybe it is time. Maybe it is your physical body going and doing work. Maybe it's you holding space for somebody. You know, this is the beginning of the year. Maybe this is you acquiring things that you don't need anymore or that have a weird, you know, energetic, emotional attachment to them that you don't want attached anymore, but you can give that to somebody else. You know, people are always in need of things and material goods as well. But this is a season of philanthropy. This is a season of charitable efforts, service, and connecting to others who are living a different life than us. Right? And that we can help. Help is something we should always be gearing towards. And this new moon is saying, make sure that whatever you're doing is also gearing towards the service of humankind. It's gearing towards the evolution of our entire planet. It's gearing towards the future of the common greater good. Let's go over 
to the eastern side of the world real quick. Let's talk about Vedic astrology. I'm actually going to grab a drink. And I know that we're already coming up on the hour. I'm just going to say that we're going to be here probably until 9. We usually are here for 90 minutes, but we're it's Lunar New Year. Like, we're going to be here a while. So get cozy, get comfy. Like I said, this is casual chat. By the way, these are recorded. So this will be up on... Uh, my Mother Moon Yoga YouTube channel by tomorrow. You can also listen to the audio on the Follow Your Path podcast. You can go to venalinae.com. You can tune into this on my website under Moon Musings. So if you don't have time to tune into all of it tonight, no big deal. <coughs> Clear my throat here as we're moving air. So we'll talk about Vedic astrology. We'll talk about the... Uh, we'll actually do a chanting practice, then we'll do the tarot, and then just answer anything else that's coming through, and I'll just stay a little bit longer to talk about Conscious Creators tonight, and my free 28-day manifestation journey that we just started last night, so if you're curious about that, I'll talk about that at the end as well, but this time is reserved for the moon, so let's skip over to the eastern side of the world. I went to India about five years ago, and I learned about Vedic astrology around that time. Now, I'm no expert in Vedic astrology, but I will say I did, I, I mentioned this before, that I made this commitment that with this moon, that I was going to try my best to start learning more, to, to start taking this actual Vedic astrology course so that I can really dive deep. But if anything, I'm starting to journal. I'm starting to take notes with each nakshatra, with the new moon and full moon, and really get a grip around Vedic astrology and how it integrates into our modern day world and our Western world, right? So moving away from Western viewed Aquarius, we go to the Eastern side of the world and in Vedic astrology, this moon is in Uttara Ashadha Nakshatra. Uttara Ashadha Nakshatra. This is known as the star of victory or the star of after victory. And it is a star that represents or a lunar mansion that represents a time of accomplishments, of, you know, hard work done or paid off. It's a time of looking back and reflecting on all that we have gained the wisdom, the insight, the abundances that have come out of the result of our battles, our challenges, our traumas, the hardships, the hard work, you know, all of it. Where are you now and what what has come as a positive result, right? That's what's shining down on us right now with this lunar energy. We also have this moon known as a moon ruled by um, the Vishvadevas. The Vishvadevas are these ancient Hindu gods of justice and truth and equality. And honestly, this is a moon that's really making us have a reality check. You know, we are getting back in tune with ourselves. We're having that deep-hearted reality check. Maybe you had a little reality check on January 1st. Maybe you were like, oh, I'm ready for change. It's January 1st. It's time to move forward with 2023. And then maybe you're like 80% of people, and it's the third week of the year, and you have fallen off track, <laughs> right? Maybe not. 
or maybe you're just not quite where you wanted to be. Now, I will just give my own example as proof. I remember in a particular moon circle um, recently where I said, hey, I have this commitment with the season of Aquarius that I want to have this online community tuning into astrology all the time, tuning into the energy at hand. I was hoping to launch that now. Well, you know, Mercury went retro, which put me all behind because guess what? My tech got all crazy for a while and that's just not going to happen. Maybe it happens with the uh, full moon in Aquarius. I I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's not going to happen now. So I'm not quite where I wanted to be at this moment in time. However, out of this, I have gained more wisdom and insight on how to create that community. Actually, my whole website platform just got an update with its communities. So I'm going to be taking this time to learn how to make that community that I want to create the best possible offering that I can, right? So sometimes we're not quite where we are that third week of January. 80% of people are not there. But let's have that reality check with ourselves and let's ask ourselves, let's get in our truth and let's ask ourselves what was standing in the way. Why didn't we get there? Or what was going on? You know, are we out of balance right now? Or what was causing us to be imbalanced? Because if we were in our flow, we'd be meeting our goals. But when we're not in our flow, we're imbalanced in some way. So Uttara Ashara Nakshatra invites in the energy of the Vishvadevas for us to get really truthful about ourselves, but also have that desire to get back to equanimity, to get back to balance, to get back into the flow. This nakshatra is sometimes represented by an elephant tusk, which is related to Lord Ganesha. And Ganesha energy is all about removing obstacles, okay? So this is about removing those things that we've come to truth with ourselves that have been standing in our way. And Lord Ganesha comes in, sweeps his trunk, uses his tusks, uses his big size, moves everything out of the way so that we have an easier path to move down. Now, I will say with this new moon, we have Uranus going direct on the 23rd. So just a couple of days forward. This is a super moon. The moon is closer to the earth than normal. So we're actually in this new moon portal a little longer than normal. We're actually in this until around the 25th or 26th and right now Uranus is going to go direct on the 23rd and that's going to make all planets be direct and we have a really strong energy to finally move forward, to get unstuck, to have that clear path. But we have to prepare for it. So over this lunar portal, this new moon, really ruled by Ganesh energy, start removing the obstacles, start breaking ties, clearing paths, you know, get things out of the way that are cluttering up your energy or standing in your way. Now, another thing about Ganesh energy is sometimes Lord Ganesh doesn't move things out of our way. Sometimes he stands in our way or simply takes a seat and gets his little elephant butt in our way. And we have, it's not little, right? We have to move around that big elephant and take a different path. 
And that might be something that comes up with this new moon, with this lunar portal in these next few weeks or months. Don't be surprised if you have new opportunities come your way. You choose if you want to take them or not. Remember, Saturn, the planet of karma, is moving out of Capricorn, ruled by karma, ruled by life lessons, earthbound karma, you know, earthbound Capricorn. We're now shifting into air, expansive, airy Aquarius. And so the planet of karma is now getting a little lighter, a little bit more airy. So it's time for us to open ourselves up to more possibility where we can totally redirect our karma, redirect our path, re, um, you know, shift and learn new lessons. I mentioned this already, but we're in a seven year. Two plus two plus three, 2023 20, equals seven. This is about evolution. This is about new chapters, new beginnings, new paths, new careers, new, new hobbies, new forms of pleasure. It's all about the new. So embrace that and embrace an open mind and open heart to learn those new lessons and learn what's going to happen in that new evolution. So with that, with that insight of knowing that we're in this airy energy, that we're in an energy of moving forward, that we're in the energy of Ganesha, clearing energy out, that we're in this energy of, you know, using our breath, using the power of air to ignite our heart and express, we're going to do some chanting tonight. We're going to do a chant for Ganesh, and then we're just going to do an affirmation, like a mantra affirmation chant to help embrace the energies. If you do not know the chant to Ganesha, it starts with Om. And by the way, our incense waterfall diffuser tonight, this is the symbol of Om. This is why I also used this tonight. Om is the symbol of creation. It's the frequency and sound and, and word and mantra of creation. We are creating a new life with this Aquarian new moon. We are creating a whole new lunar year, and we are co-creating that with the universe. So we are going to embrace the energy of Om and invite in the creation of a whole new reality. Om Gum, G-U-M. We've got Ganesha with a G. We've got Gum with a G. Gum. Here's the big one. Ganapataye, 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 okay? Namaha. So when you say Om Gam, Ganapataye, Namaha, you are recognizing Ganesha's energy, you're invoking Ganesha's energy, you're calling on Ganesha's energy, and you're inviting in that energy to actually come within you, okay? You're not actually expecting an elephant god to show up in your room and like move his trunk or get in your way when you're like driving down the road, right? You're like, like let's be real in a modern world. But you're inviting in the concept 
of that energy. You know, what does Ganesha represent? And when you chant that energy, you invoke that within yourself. So you become more inspired to remove obstacles. You become more inspired to get out of your own way. You become more inspired to take a different path and be more open-minded to that. That's what you're doing when you're inviting in Ganesha energy. So I'm going to start and then you can join me. We're actually going to chant this nine times, nine being the symbol of rebirth, really pushing us into the next evolution beyond that number seven, okay? Nine is a real powerful number, by the way. So we're going to chant this nine times, at least I am, and you can either join me for all nine or you can join in as you're ready and you understand. I'm going to find my posture so my breath is moving all the way through and all chakras are vibrated. I'm also going to take one deep breath in and out first, and then I'll go from there. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Join in. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Last one. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. Deep breath. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold the prana, hold the prana, hold the prana. Let it go. Detach, shake out, let go of whatever you need to release. Now we did that nine times. You could do that 108 times. You could do it as many times as you want. Invite in Ganesha energy to help clear out obstacles and invite yourself to be open-minded when new paths present themselves to you. Awesome, Lisa said she did all nine. So affirmation practice, what's the difference? Well, when we chant a, um, when we chant, when we chant a mantra, <laughs> when we chant a mantra, we're invoking in a very specific movement of the tongue a very specific vocal frequency, very specific Sanskrit words usually, and Sanskrit is the original language, so these are the original sounds of human language. When we chant an affirmation or a mantra that's not in Sanskrit, we are interpreting those vocalized tones and frequencies into our own language that's more relatable and understandable. More to the human experience, less foreign, right? So unless you're just Hindu, right? Devout Hindu, and this comes very naturally to you, chanting Sanskrit like Om Gam Ganapatiye Namaha might feel foreign or weird or there might be a little bit of a disconnect. However, even when you don't understand the words you're saying, you're still inviting in the energy. So I encourage 
people to chant in Sanskrit, to find Sanskrit chants that they can find the English interpretation to and read through first and make sure like that's what they want to say. But it's just a language. It's not like you're speaking tongues in a religion. You're literally speaking the original language. And those words invoke a very powerful energy, whether you understand them or not. I still have um, the divine praise to the goddess that I chant off and on, that I chanted in India five years ago. And I can tell you that many of the words, I don't know like what they mean, but I still say them because I just know them. So that's kind of the difference. So when we're saying our affirmations in mantra, then we're actually repeating a statement or a sentence or something that we want to affirm within ourselves as well. Similar to how we want to invoke that Ganesha energy, we want to affirm this energy of this mantra within ourselves. We want it to define us, okay? So in the power of air, this airy Aquarius moon, moving air through our vocal cords up from our heart, you know, the throat where your vocal cords are and where you express, this is the purifier of the heart. So everything that moves out of your heart and up through your vocal cords is from your heart's truest desire, okay? So when we create these affirmations out of love and out of our heart and out of the love for our future or what we're trying to create, they're really potent and powerful. My mantra or affirmation for you with this moon is I am successful. We always want to try to utilize something in the present even if it's not happening. I am affirms things in the here and now and really defines you. I am. I am thou, thou I am. I am. Okay? And then we add on whatever we want to add on. Now you could say I am succeeding, but then maybe you'd always be succeeding or trying to succeed. If you say I am successful, then you are successful. You are successful at shifting your habits. You are successful at just getting you know, your bills paid on time. You are successful in meeting those big goals and dreams. You're successful in staying on track with your health and wellness. You're successful with staying hydrated, right? Whatever it is, successful is a very broad term, but it encompasses a lot of things that we're trying to achieve right now with a new year. Okay? So we're going to chant this nine times, and we should all be able to do this together nine times, okay, for the same reasoning. We're going to take a deep breath in and out first, then a deep breath in, and we'll do it. Deep breath in when you're ready. Deep breath out. Another breath in, and we'll begin. I am successful. 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 One more. I am successful. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. So when I close my eyes, I've been seeing this like orb around us the whole time, the whole circle. But right now, this orb changed right when we chanted that mantra. It went from this purple, blue, black, green to this deep, fiery, orange, yellow right now. It is like a fiery orange yellow. I know some of you, if you're live, you see my eyes closed. Fiery orange yellow. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So we just invoked in this energy of passion 
and creation and pleasure because when we're successful, we're certainly happy and joyful. When we're successful, we're certainly in our pleasure, right? So I am successful. Let that be your mantra. Let that be your mantra every day when you wake up for this lunar cycle. I am successful nine times. Every night before you go to bed, let that be your mantra. I am successful. Maybe you invoke in Ganesha first. Om Gom Ganapataye Namaha. I am successful. Invoke in Ganesha. Clear out the energies or the new path. Invite in a new path and you're successful on it. Whatever it is. Invite in that mantra with this Aquarius energy. Okay. Let's do our tarot reading. I actually pulled four cards tonight. I pulled a bonus card. Well, I didn't pull it. It fell out as I was shuffling and it fell out on its own. And I was like, that's our bonus card for the Lunar New Year. And then I pulled three cards, past, present, and future. I'm going to take a little drink again. I'm going to take a little short prayer for the cards. By the way, feel free to utilize the chat again if you would like. I just want to take a moment to thank the cards for being in our circle tonight. The messages that they bring us, let them be received by whoever needs to receive them, including myself. We know that the cards give us a different perspective, different way of viewing things, just like this Aquarius energy tends to do. And therefore, we trust what the cards have to say before we have any doubts. We know the cards do not lie. And so we thank the cards for being in our circle tonight. Okay, so in, I uh, I pulled four cards, past, present, and future, and then the bonus card kind of just came out. I didn't pull it. It just fell out. I'm going to move some of this. Let's see. I want this candle to burn. I'm just going to move it up a little bit so I've got some space here. Okay, so I start with our past card. Really good one, actually. Ace of Pentacles. And I actually don't think I've pulled this. I need to go back and look. I've pulled some some other aces, like Ace of Swords, the Lord knows. But the Ace of Pentacles, good stuff. This is, obviously we've got that one, New Beginnings. We just moved into our Lunar New Year. We moved into the um, season of Aquarius. We moved into the first month of the year. We're in the month of one, January. And a new year in particular. And look at this orange and yellow on the card. And I pulled these cards earlier, by the way. But look at the orange and yellow. We are finally ushering in a season of more joy and pleasure. Now, I also want you to realize that this is our past card. And this is reminding us that these past few years have also been fulfilled with joy and pleasure. But we've got to find it. We've got to find the gold. The Ace of Pentacles represents hard work paying off, success, achievements like our mantra. But it's you reflecting and looking back right now more than anything with this being the past card. It's you looking back on these past two years, really these past two years more than anything else, and asking yourself what gold came out of it. What pleasures came out of it? What joys came out of it? What new career paths came out of it? What new hobbies and interests came out of it? What new relationships came out of it? 
What new boundaries and senses of empowerment came out of it? What new habits and routine came out of it? Right? Look back and find the gold. Find what helped you create more joy and pleasure in your life because right now we're moving into more of it if we can reflect back and have gratitude for what we already co-created. We have to already see what came about and trust that as we find gratitude for that, it's going to grow moving forward. So super positive card, you know, new beginnings, new chapters, and a lot of abundance around finance and money and trade and commerce. You know, it's not just money. Services that we barter. It's insight, wisdom. That's also valuable, sometimes invaluable. You know, we're in the season of Aquarius. We share knowledge because knowledge is power. The solar plexus represents our powerhouse, our core, right? We're, we're gaining power in the way that we trade our energy or the way that we exchange. And we're becoming more abundant in many ways, not just money. For our present card, Five of Cups. And the Five of Cups represents a lot of water, okay? When we're in the number of five, five represents growth. Five can represent money. Five can also represent moving into more expression, fifth chakra, okay? Also, when we pull the five of cups in particular, you know, you have all of these cups. Notice the blue in the center around the pink. This is very heart-centered around kind of water energy. You might have a lot of emotion right now. I'm thinking about what Amy said at the beginning of the transmission, you know. New moons make us feel more emotional. And when we have a super moon, hello, present card, five of cups, we're going to be more present with our emotions. We're going to feel more emotional. We're going to feel more in those lower frequency feelings. We're going to feel more of our internal moon and sacral chakra where the emotional processing happens. And we might have a lot of water overflowing. What happens when you cry? You get all mucusy and you make sounds and all of that. Like you activate your throat chakra. <laughs> when you emotionally express, you activate your throat chakra. So this five of cards is not only saying, hey, you have a lot of feels right now, but you also need to process them and you need to make space. You need to get them out. You need to process them. You need to move them through so that you have more space in your water zone, in your creative sacral chakra for new relationships, for new creative projects, for those new emotional ventures moving forward, that you'll be emotionally um, capable and ready for that. You know, kind of unpack the emotional baggage so your suitcase is ready for the next trip, right? The next journey. Woohoo! <laughs> right? Um, the Five of Cups can also specifically represent the letting go of relationships. Now, this isn't always romantic or friend, family, people. This could be relationships with food. This can be relate like addiction because there's a lot of cup energy here. There's a lot of water energy. And again, 
excess sacral energy has to do with not only like excess emotions, like an overflowing of emotions, but also addiction. So we want to make sure right now that we're really paying attention to our energetic exchanges and relationships with everything, with our job, with the things that we consume, with our friends and family and romantic partners, with our digital spaces and tech. I mean, there's a lot of that. We're in the age of Aquarius, the energy of Aquarius. We're moving into a digital age. We're going to want to be careful about our relationship with that addiction as well. So paying attention to all of that. This is a great time with this new moon in Aquarius, this lunar new year to make true change, to shift your habits, to get more in balance and in tune with yourself and to help feel more aligned emotionally. So Take care of whatever you need to take care of in order to find that attunement. Now, finally, for the... Um, oh, and by the way, I just want to point out that, you know, 2020 and 2021, you know, 2021 was a five-year, and then we had 2022. And we're kind of letting go of that whole 2021 with the whole of 2022 part of 2020. So this five of cups, you know, that two plus two plus one, this is also signifying you kind of processing the past two years so that you can grow from it, that number five, and you can move forward. Now for our future card, I find it funny because I actually pulled one of the same cards that one of the tarot readers that I tuned into today pulled. I pulled the world. Again, we have this 2021. I just think we're being told to really let go of the past and invite in a new reality. We've been talking about the um, like pop phrase, new earth, right? New earth, new earth, new reality, 5D consciousness. You know, we're moving into that now. We just discovered recently in a study that the brain thinks in like, 17 dimensions or something I'm I, something between 10 and 20 dimensions which like we can't even think beyond the fourth or the fifth dimension right or maybe the sixth dimension so thinking about you know the concepts of what's to come in our world anytime we have the world card come up especially as the future card it's talking about brand new chapters brand new beginnings new evolutions, both within ourself and our own personal world and on the collective as a whole. We're seeing this happen. Like, look at this card. We've got this androgynous person kind of running through this little wreath or whatever. And this is representing that, you know, the AI, like the growth of AI. We've seen this chat GPT come out. GPT. It's like a mouthful for me. We're seeing a lot of AI come out. We're seeing a lot of um, androgyny come out in our world among our society as well. We're seeing an acceptance of a more circular, fluid, gender fluid life. There's just a lot of change that's happening on the world, um, but also within ourselves, right? We're learning that we're not just 
one person. We're learning that we're both masculine and feminine energy from a chakra point of view, from an energetic point of view. We're learning that we have to have the balance between the doing and the being, between the yang and the yen. You know, it's all a balance. It's all a circle. And I think that we pull the world card now to say, hey, we have this chance to begin again. We have a new chance to redesign and co-create. Let's embrace that in this age of Aquarius where everything is very alien-like, very androgynous, very green and new and exciting, but also embrace that unknown and unsuspecting at the same time. So a lot of excitement ahead for us, a lot of potential, but we've got to be open-minded and open-hearted and ready for it. I also think, by the way, with Aquarius season, this does take uh, take us back to the philanthropy aspect. You know, we're pulling the world card and we're being reminded to say, hey, not only think about ourselves, but think about the world. You know, when you buy this Palo Santo to cleanse your spiritual spaces or hold ceremony, did you get that in an ethical way? on a global scale? Was it harvested in a sustainable way? You know, thinking about these essential oils that you use to, again, you know, enhance your energetic frequency, thinking about where they came from in the world, how they came to you, what kind of carbon footprint did they have? How were they collected? Were they collected in a natural way or they collected in a chemical way do they have chemicals in them or are they pure you know i collect um, and use most of my oils from doTERRA because i know that they use co-impact sourcing and they're always giving back to the places where they source from so you know you want to make sure that whatever choices you're making in the future especially are impacting the world in a positive way Everything we do for this or something better, everything we want to receive is this or for for the greater good, right? You know, this is a time when a lot of us are making vision boards and doing manifestation. And again, I'm going to talk about all that with my own little journey here in just a moment. But I always say that whatever you're trying to manifest, it should always be for the greater good for the greater good of yourself and of the planet and of others and of society. It has to be for the greater good. So always asking for this or something better, for this or something better for the greater good of all. Okay, finally, we had a card come out as I was shuffling, a theme card for the entire next lunar year until we meet again on the next new moon in Aquarius in 2024. We need to keep in mind the three of swords. Notice that those swords are pointing down. There's a red square around it surrounded by a pink square. This is very much root and heart chakra. This is working with your four lower human ego-driven energy centers. This is about rooting in to your truths of who you are and also rooting in with your own heart. When we pull the three of swords, anytime we pull swords, it's about making change. It's about cutting ties, moving on, making change. When we pull the three, it's about kind of like rebirth and transformation, moving on again. So this is about relationships again. You know, it's really kind of coming in with this five of cups, asking yourself what kind of relationships you have right now with everything and everyone, and also asking yourself, 
where you need to make change to get more grounded. There's that root chakra. To get more stable, you need to find ways to get rid of the things that are taking away that energetic alignment. And this is a lesson for this entire year, right? This isn't just like right now. This is the work gets started now. You start shifting your habits with this new moon and then you keep going beyond January, beyond this lunar cycle in Aquarius. One lunar cycle at a time, you keep going. And if you do it in that way, if you really make the change in that way, then you're going to come out, you know, four seasons from now, you know, again, in this next season of winter 2024, things are going to be totally different for you. So just know that the Three of Swords is coming into our entire lunar year to say, hey, make sure that you are making the changes that you need to make with your relationships swiftly and with ease and trusting that's helping you to root into a better, stronger, more supportive foundation for the greater person that you are trying to become. That's what I have for you tonight. This tarot reading, these insights on Aquarius and Saturn and Venus and retrogrades and directs and <laughs> all that jazz. If you have any questions or comments, put it in there right now in the chat. If not, I'm going to take a drink. I want to talk briefly about my free 28-day manifestation journey that's happening right now and also about Conscious Creatress being open for enrollment in early bird pricing right now with this lunar portal. Also answer any questions you have about those, if you have them, just in case. But let me go ahead and grab a drink. My little like tea tags keep getting in the way there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you to everyone that tuned in tonight. I'll clear my throat. <coughs> Let's talk briefly about the free 28-day journey. By the way, you can go to it, venalinnae.com slash 28 days. You can still sign up. You'll be able to sign up throughout the entire 28-day journey because I'm generous like that. And I want you to do the work. I want you to get the tools and techniques. I want you to be able to create your best version of yourself yet. And I want you to be able to do it for free. So if you go to that, you'll get signed up. You'll get tuned in. You're going to get access to a private homepage with a journey. Every single day, new videos are released for you to tune into and listen to. I also send out a daily reminder email if you're on that list from filling out that form to sign up for this journey, reminding you of those daily themes. What are the daily themes? They're all around manifestation. They're about a little bit of shadow work and breaking those patterns and those habits. You know, this three of swords coming in, you know, really making those changes with ease and also about getting really hyper focused on what you actually want. What do you want to create? What do you desire? What are your intentions? What do you want to bring into your life? Sometimes we're a lot more vague about it than we realize and we need to get more hyper focused if we really want to attract what we actually desire. So every day I just check in with you. The content's anywhere from like 10 to 30 minutes max, and it gives you a little bit of homework to do that day just to help you tune in and enhance your manifesting 
power. So again, that journey is free. It's going for the next 28 days. We just started the journey last night. By the way, if you sign in late, no worry. You have access to all of the previous videos. You have plenty of time to catch up and you get it all for free by going to vinolinacom slash 28 days. Now, after these 28 days or a little after that, briefly after that, you will not be able to access that journey anymore unless you have enrolled with Conscious Creatress. Now, this 28-day mini manifestation journey, this is available anytime in the Conscious Creatress program, just in case you want a fast-track method to get to your dreams. Now, if you want to go the long track method, if you've got some things that you've been working on for a while, or maybe you're just looking to find that evolution within yourself with this seven year, this 2023 year, if it's time for you to reinvent yourself, if it's time for you to completely change, if it's time for you to break those deep seated programming patterns that hold you back, if it's time to get unstuck for good, I invite you to join Conscious Creatress. This is a signature online program. It's my manifestation program that I actually created, ironically, in 2020, not knowing what would happen as far as a global pandemic, because I began the idea for it right at the cusp of 2020, right at the beginning. And the techniques guide you through four lunar cycles. So you don't only start with this lunar cycle, but you get three other additional lunar cycles to continue doing the work towards manifesting your dreams. Now, within each of those lunar cycles, you also week by week work through your four energy centers of manifestation. So your heart chakra, your solar plexus chakra, your sacral chakra, your root chakra. Week by week, you work through each of those four centers and then you do it four times in a row through each of the four lunar cycles. Each time you go through those energy centers, you're doing different aspects of shadow work. You're breaking generational karma and you know that you might have inherited in your energetic bloodline. You are working to reprogram any sort of limiting mindsets that maybe you were given growing up or things that you've acquired over your lifetime. You're looking to balance those chakras and unblock anything that restricts your flow because these four energy centers are what I also call the four energy centers of manifestation. These are the main four energy centers that you work out of in order to manifest your dreams in this earthly human experience on this earthly planet. So that is Conscious Creatress in a nutshell, but in addition to that, you're getting workbooks every week that you can go through and take notes. I don't know if you're like me. I'm a note taker. I love to take notes. So you actually get printable workbooks that you can you can have with you in material form and journal with or take notes with as you work through the program. Every day you get content that you have access to to help guide you through those four lunar cycles and those four energy centers of manifestation whether you're reading something I've written, whether you're watching a little video, whether you're listening to a guided meditation, you're getting some sort of tool or technique to help you, some sort of guidance. You also get initiation into the Sisterhood of Conscious Creation. Now, this is a program only for women. My 28-day mini manifestation journey, that's free for anybody 
gender fluid, but my Conscious Creators program is for women only, as in woman MXN, as in that X chromosome woman. Um, because we work a lot with the like female aspect of the sacral chakra, we talk about the cervix, we talk about menstrual cycle. Now, whether you're on your menstrual cycle or not, whether you're um, postmenopausal or not, whether you have a uterus or not, um, as a woman, the content is catered towards you. And I'm a woman, so I just better relate female to female. Although some of these techniques I have introduced to men as well, but some of the techniques are for women exclusively. So that's kind of the difference. But yes, you also get indoctrinated, indoctrinated. (laughs) initiated there's a slip up you get initiated into the sisterhood of conscious creation it's an online community it's private it's all of the women that have gone through the program and all the women currently going through the program and then access to me in an easier way just in case you need guidance or you have questions or you just want to get insight from other women now i will say that community is in um restructuring right now because they just introduced a new format with my platform so it's going to be even bigger and better than it was before so i'm really excited to have that in addition to the sisterhood of conscious creation the online community the program you also get your birth chart so you get either a mini chart with your sun moon rising and missing element and you get that with just your regular enrollment your um I don't even remember what I called it, but whatever, your regular enrollment into the program. Or if you look into my premium enrollment, I have a premium enrollment where you get the full birth chart. So you get your sun, your moon, your rising, your Chiron, your north node, your missing element, all of the other planets. You get that if you do premium enrollment. And what is premium enrollment? It is um, a little bit of extra. If you need extra one-on-one guidance, if you need more support, if you know you're just a person that kind of needs someone to, you know, hold your hand through the process, then that premium enrollment supports you with that. With eight, um, you get four, sorry, two sessions per lunar cycle. So you get eight total sessions one-on-one with me privately. Four of those sessions are Reiki sessions. They're energetic attunements so that we can see how things are going on an energetic level. And you also have the option to have a three-card pull at the end of that session. And then I also give you four soul coaching sessions where we simply meet up for an hour and we talk about what's going on with your journey. We answer questions. We talk about the program, how that's going for you. Basically, I'm just here to help you one-on-one. So that's the difference in premium enrollment, but that's not to say if you just do regular enrollment that I'm not available through conscious, uh, the Sisterhood of Conscious Creation, um, that online community, you can ask your questions and you know get your guidance there, and I'm happy to reach out to you there and answer back pretty quickly. What does it cost? You're going to have to go to my uh, webpage to find out, vinalinae.com slash cc, as in conscious creatress, vinalinae.com slash cc. Also, if you just go to my website, vinalinae.com, you click on offerings and store, you'll find it there. If you click on it, the reason you have to go is there are a lot of options. There are six options for you to pay. You have your regular enrollment, you have your premium enrollment, and I've provided 
monthly payment options within each. So you have a six month payment plan to make things a little bit more affordable for you for both options. And you also have a 12 month payment plan option for both regular and premium enrollment. And I will tell you that the payment plan option for premium enrollment, if you do the um, 12 month payment plan, it is the cost of two private sessions with me a month. So if you were just meeting with me off the cuff, doing Reiki, doing soul coaching, and by the way, my Reiki sessions are extremely limited this year. Like, in fact, I'm not even taking on clients right now because I'm in the process of getting my master attunement. So right now, really the only way to get Reiki from me is through premium enrollment with Conscious Creatress. It's really the best way to do it. Um, if you want to get sessions with me throughout this year, guaranteed. But I'm just telling you right now that, yeah, we have a lot... Um, going on right now in my life. And so, you know, for the cost of two private sessions, you get not only those two private one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, but you're also getting the entire program and your birth chart with the 12-month payment option. So also a little bit, um, you know, cheaper if you think about that month to month, if you were just needing to like meet up with me every month. So Anyway, that's my spiel. That's what I have to say about Conscious Creatress. I don't like to sell, sell, sell down your throat, but I wanted to let you know that that is available. Registration is open because we're working with this new moon in Aquarius right now. Now, what happens if you don't meet up with this new moon or you fall off track? Well, you own the program forever, no matter what enrollment. So you can use it with any lunar cycle. So let's say that just right now you don't have time, but you want to lock in early bird pricing, then you go ahead and get the program now and then you use it with whatever new moon you're feeling the call to do. Maybe it's the new moon in Pisces, the next lunar cycle. Um, when I say early bird pricing, I say that early bird pricing is only available through January 24th. So it's only a few more days. I only have kept it open through this potent supermoon lunar cycle and you will only be able to get that early bird pricing right now during this lunar portal. I raise the price every time I reopen registration. I won't open up registration again until July. I'm just going to be up front with you after we close registration this portal, which will be February 24th. Once we officially close enrollment, I won't have anything open again until July and pricing will go up. So if you want to take advantage right now, then make sure that you go to venalinacom slash CC before January 24th, get signed up for Conscious Creatress, start using it with this new moon. It's the perfect time to do so. And then you've got that mini journey that you could take along the way with it, just to fast track your goals along with all the other work you're doing. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I know that we went a little over with me talking about these programs and these journeys that I have available for you, all these offerings I have with this new moon, but they're too good to not talk about because they are uh, gold. Talking about finding this gold in the past, these things that I've created in the past two years are simply golden. This 28-day journey I created last year in 2020. Two and then um, the 2020 and 2021 years were the time when I developed Conscious Creatress. So really powerful programs to come out of these last two years with energy that is so valid even right now 
and will help you no matter what year that you tune into the content. So thank you for listening to my spiel. Otherwise, thanks for tuning into this new moon circle. We will meet again on Friday. I believe it's a Friday. Gosh, I should tell you, you know what? I'm going to tell you real quick. You're here. I can tell you in just a moment's notice. By the way, I will get all of our lunar circles lined up and on the website and on Facebook and all of that soon. I have some dates that I was unsure about coming up in the next few months, so I wanted to make sure that I knew those first. And now my calendar for 2023 is a little bit more confirmed now, so I'm able to lock in when I'm going to do those moon circles. Because like I said, I don't like to miss them. I like to spend time with you. I like to be able to tune in and um, share this energy under the full moon and new moon. So let me tell you when our next moon circle is. Our next circle will be Sunday, February 5th at 7.30. So same time as tonight, 7.30 Central Time on Sunday, February 5th. We are going to be celebrating the full moon in Leo. I am a Leo rising. I'm super excited about it. It'll be a different energy than where we are now, but still very heart-centered, very heart-focused. You know, when we're in a full moon, we're just opposite the zodiac. I got my zodiac wheel on tonight. Um, Whenever we're opposite you know, the zodiac, we're still embracing that energy of the new moon as well. So we'll still be in the lunar cycle of Aquarius, but we're going to be in the full moon energy of Leo. So I hope to see you again at that point. We will be on Instagram. If you're catching the replay, I do these live circles on Instagram on the Vina Lene page. And hopefully I will see you again, if not before in Conscious Creators or the 28 day journey. I will see you on Sunday, February 5th at 730 p.m. Central Time to celebrate the full moon in Leo. And until then, with this Lunar New Year, I am sending you so many blessings so many vibes of positivity and growth and encouragement. And as we move into this next lunar year and these next 13 moons, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace and feel safe. And may we all feel loved, know love, and love one another. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Namaste.